Welcome to Virtual Theater, the podcast all about video game movies and the stories that shape them. My name is Andy Spateri, as always, joined by Gooey Fame. Goo, how the heck are you today? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Uh, doing pretty good. Yeah. It is It is raining cats and dogs, as my father would say here. It's been raining all day, so uh, nice, nice day to just grab a coffee and do a little bit of podcasting. Yes, stay inside, watch some Pokemon. Good vibes for that. Absolutely, yeah. It's been raining all week, and it's pretty much going to be raining for the all weekend as well. Um, so, yeah, pretty much a, a good week to kind of catch up on video games or podcasting or whatever, um, anything inside. But um, I'm excited to get going today. This is our third. No, this is our fourth Pokemon Te- movie, yeah, actually. Yeah, technically because we did fourth. The, I mean, technically fifth, because Detective Pikachu... Yeah, okay, uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, but then I guess we we did do the the redo of the first one. Yeah, also. yeah, yeah. So, which that's gonna probably comprise the most of our episodes, but uh, I think we're spacing them out pretty well to the point where I I hope people aren't going like, oh yeah, this is like mostly a Pokemon movie podcast. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, you know, maybe we can think of something creative to do for like. Pokemon the movie four, five, six, etc., etc. Like different different spins to put on them, so that uh, you know it's not just like one Pokemon show after another. Like we'll do maybe some different gimmicks or something. If anybody listening has a cool idea for that, uh, <laughs> you hit us up gimmick? at Virtual yeah. Theater. Because uh, yeah, I mean, be fun. It, you could do like a watch along, or we could do uh, I don't know so, something. We'll think of something. Well, I am totally prepared to give these movies my full attention because why not? <laughs> Yeah, so I am uh, I am pretty fired up to talk about uh, Pokemon 3, the movie today. But before we get going, uh, we should probably mention that uh, over on our Patreon channel, GUI, we just released uh, a couple different uh, goodies to our patrons, including bonus outtakes from last month and uh, a new bonus show about the Legend of Zelda cartoon. Um, I know that, yes. you know, we, we've been plugging the Zelda cartoon a lot and rightfully so um, because it's freaking awesome but you know also (laughs) even those outtakes for one buck a month you get a lot of really good stuff it's basically like a little bonus show like like you and I just spent you know pretty much 45 minutes talking about Final Fantasy 7 remake um, the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League kind of some stuff in between as well some games or whatever it's like there's really um, a lot of good stuff available over on patreon.com forward slash virtual theater. Yes, at this point, I'm, I'm trying to market the because the original was like idea was like, oh, we're uploading outtakes. But I'm I'm trying to like let people know like, hey, these are if you like our show, like this is basically a bonus episode at this point. I mean, yeah, it's like like outtakes. <laughs> outtakes is is I guess just the generic word that we settled on. Basically, they're stories that like relate to like what you know what comes up during the course of us chatting in like a movie and sometimes it's just stuff that we want to talk about and like we'd probably just talk about it anyways but you know we figure for our patrons over at uh virtual theater you might as well get to hear what we say or have to say about stuff like final fantasy 7 or the snyder cut or whatever so yeah um, it's not throwaways for sure definitely not that is over at patreon.com forward slash virtual theater uh, there's two different tiers. Uh, one buck a month gets you this bonus show, and uh, for for five bucks a month, you get the bonus show with all the the extra stuff, and then you get 
the Legend of Zelda cartoon series as well. So if you got a few extra bucks to spare, um, consider throwing it over to patreon.com forward slash virtual theater, helping out with some of the hosting costs. We love doing this show, and uh, you know we, we hope that you guys are really digging what we're doing, and it's our little way of giving back to, to you, the listener. So there you have it, patreon.com forward slash virtual theater. There's one plug out of the way. Should we get to the next plug <laughs> that we got to do? <laughs> All right. Yeah, plug, plug number two. Plug number two. Here we go. Um, you can come and join virtual theater over on Discord, by God. So an interesting, interesting story about why you should be a member of virtual theater's Discord. This week, Gooey, for the first time in the history of virtual theater, for the first time ever, we've been doing this show for, what, like 15 months now at this point? Yeah, way over a year. As you know, virtual theater lets you, the listener, shape the course of the show. We throw a poll so you can decide what movie you want to see us cover next. For the first time ever, we had a tie. Yes, it was a dead heat. Um, and le- legitimately, it made sense. It, it was a fitting tie. It was a very fitting tie between Max Payne and uh, Hitman. Which is, yeah, it's very fitting because I bought the DVD that has both movies on, like, the same disc. So, you know, whichever yeah. one whichever one <laughs> was the winner, Roll Tide for me. <laughs> like, I was pushing to do them both, but uh, you weren't feeling that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know about that. I feel like maybe, only, like, after about an hour, I check out of, like, the standard virtual theater movie. I don't know if I could do a double feature on top of each other. Fair enough, fair enough. But, but maybe, we, maybe we got a better solution. Me. Yes, so back to the original point of plug number two here. Um, we let the, the members of our Discord select which one was going to be the, the movie that was covered. Um, you guys in our Discord, you all decided on Hitman, so Max Payne is going to have to wait for its day in the sun. But, you know, this was only available to members of the Virtual Theater Discord. Um, so, you know, if you're not a member of our Discord, what are you doing? Come and join us. Come and hang out. We are often there just chit-chatting and bullshitting with you. So uh, it's a really fun place. We've got a cool group in there, if I do say so myself. And eventually, we're going to do one of these movie nights, by God. <laughs> this is going to become a new podcast gimmick where we just say we're going <laughs> to yeah. do this. This is, this is basically going to be Wing Commander Never Wins, number two. No, we'll do it. We'll do yeah. it uh, this, this next weekend, this coming weekend. Whatever. We'll do it. Okay, so plug number three. Last plug before we get going here. Um, I am going to be uh, joining a Super Mario Bros. movie watch-along, and uh, that's going to be over on Twitch. Uh, A fan of the show named Echoes is also involved with uh, the Super Mario Bros. archive community. Uh, They're they're making this this movie watch-along happen, so I'm going to be a guest commentator. I'll probably be on for 15-ish minutes or whatever. Um, That's all the details that I really have for now. This will take place on the 28th. Um, as of right now, I don't know exactly where, if it's going to be on Twitch or, or whatever. I can as, as soon as I know, I'll hit you up the link on Virtual Theater's Twitter, and you guys can uh, come and watch along and join me if you want to. And, uh, you know, let's come and support people who support Super Mario Bros. Because that movie needs love. Right on. Yeah. With all that being said, that's plug one, plug two, and plug three done. Gooey, are we missing any plugs before we get going here? Um, I don't know. Just go listen to Omega Metroid podcast, the Champions cast, backtracking, pro wrestling required viewing. (laughs) 
check out the Zelda Dungeon YouTube page. How many, so hold on. How many podcasts do we have between the two of us? Because I have three. I have three. And the one cancels each other out. Right. So and there's there's five in between us. Yeah. And then if you throw in the YouTube, I feel like the ZD YouTube counts as one. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> much a, a podcast. So, yeah. We're, we're a powerful podcast army here. Okay. It's finally time for the movie here, Pokemon 3, the, the movie. Uh, we just had one Spell hell of a... Spell of the Unknown. Yes. We had one hell of a detour there, and if you're a member of our uh, patrons, or patron... Patreon? If you're, if you're a subscriber to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash virtual theater, you can hear this. This show's already fallen off the rails, by God. <laughs> so let's get to it. This is the third Pokemon anime movie released, uh, directed by... Jesus, uh, Kaniko Yuyama, and was released in uh, July the 8th of 2000 in Japan and a year later in the States. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get it going here, Goo. I'm, I'm ready to do some, some Pokemon the movie. All right, Ooh. so the full title of this movie is Pokemon 3, the movie Entei, Spell of the Unknown. That is a mouthful. Wow, I didn't know Entei was in there too. I mean, I guess you gotta have Entei, right? I, like that's the the Wikipedia version of it. I mean, who knows, really? These Pokemon ones, they have so many alternate titles. It seems like yes, even like all the Mewtwo one did, and yeah, even this one. When I looked on like PlayStation or whatever, it was just listed as Pokemon Three the movie. But then, you know, there's like a big splash opening title card in this where it just says like Pokemon. Spell of the Unknown. It's like, what the fuck is this movie called? You know, I wonder if that has to do with localization, actually. Because it, one like little interesting little tidbit here that I wonder if we'll get to when we start covering the movie is like when I was reading, they they kind of juggle certain scenes around for the Japanese version versus the American version. So like, I watched this on uh, PokemonTV.com or whatever, and I think that that was the original Japanese version of the of the anime oh. because. Um, and this is a spoiler for like the very end of the movie, but like the scene where Molly reunites with her parents is in the credits in the version that I watched. But when I was doing my research for the show, um, I think that that is actually in the main movie in the North American release. So I don't, maybe you can confirm that when we get there. Maybe man, maybe I, that's why. I don't even know if I remember how this happens, but okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, this this whole movie it takes place during the third season of Pokemon the Johto Journeys. So we're officially past the Orange Islands, we must be. And once we're once we're past the Orange Islands, my my knowledge of what happens to Ash Ketchum gets like real bleak. Yeah, but you know, I feel like this has been kind of at this point it's been kind of a nice way to like be like what was going on all those years I missed it without having to like retread through this kind of bad show you know i don't know what you're talking about i think the show is awesome i love watching the first like two seasons i like watching i like watching pokemon but it's a little bit like watching power rangers uh not as not as straightforward as that but where where it's like there's not much going on here you know what i mean it's just like it's just like fine it's like a fine kids show but it is not like transcendent or anything you know 
Oh, I that breaks my heart. I I still love like the first season of um of like the the Kanto region and stuff like that. I think that that's like good stuff. I I like it a lot. It's I think fun. it's funny. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, I like the the nostalgia of it and everything. I got nothing against it, but you know. Um, yeah, okay. Um you know, I was I was doing my research for, you know, I like to open with a few little bits of trivia before we get going into the movie itself. And I really didn't find a whole lot for this movie. And I suspect as we kind of get more and more into the Pokemon movies, that'll kind of be the case. Because, like, you know, it's kind of a well-oiled machine at this point. But there was one thing that stuck out to me, and this is pretty wild. Um, The first draft of the movie, written by Takashi Shudo, had a completely different plot that dealt with the discovery of a dinosaur fossil, which would be brought to life and would go on a rampage through Kanto, and this draft was obviously rejected for being, quote, too risky. Gooey, hypothetically, do you think that this movie would have been better if it had a rampaging dinosaur created from a fossil? Uh, that sounds cool. It's like almost like a Godzilla <laughs> Pokemon movie. What the fuck? <laughs> that's wild. I, that, you know, well, I guess that's like, that's sort of been what already happens in these Pokemon movies, but like they're always like disconnected. But I, I guess it is always like a scary creature, you know, is gonna attack everyone. But they're always like, you know, separated from the rest of the world a little bit. I mean, it's basically like Jurassic Park Kanto version is what they're discovering or what they're mm. describing. But like, who would who would the dinosaur even be? Like, would it have been an original creation Pokemon for this movie? I don't think yeah, there's any dinosaur weird Pokemon it didn't yet. Specify. Wild, wild to think hmm. of what yeah. could have been. Yeah, yeah, there's still time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're still cranking these movies out. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I mean, really, Goo. Let's get going on the movie itself here. I don't have a whole lot to talk about before you know we get into the movie. So let's uh, let's start rolling here. Are you ready? Let's. Yeah, I'm. I'm ready. Yeah. All right, so uh, this is our third outing with uh, Ash and his friends. As always, there is a little mini movie before this that we chose not to cover, but it, it's out it. there somewhere. It's I guess got, we like, could have. It could have made that. You know, these I, are be- I guess. becoming uh, kind of short movie. Like the movie's like an hour and ten minutes or something. You know, like we could have made more out of it, but. Whatever you know, it's you know it's we, little... we could have, but there's really not much to. I kind of read up on what the the short film was before it. It's basically like Pikachu and Pichu throwing a party, and like I think, we're like yeah. really what the hell? What do you talk about there? I think in the last episode I predicted what the the last one was, and it was something like Pikachu is doing something real cute. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's it's they're doing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, and that I think that could just be said about these movies at this point like to me it is very much like they're i mean there's different elements in here but it is kind of like you mentioned it before a well-oiled machine where it's like we're just cranking these out you know well i wonder and i gotta assume that like if you buy the dvd that you get this as like a bonus feature like you get that movie as a bonus feature because like if you buy a pixar dvd you get all the, the little shorts or whatever that they do before their films too don't you I think. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I guess I've never bought one, but I I would assume so, yeah. Mm. Well, it wasn't included on the uh, free version over at PokemonTV.com, so 
<laughs> if any of you guys are missing out on our commentary about Pichu and Pikachu, very, very sorry, but uh, that's for another day. Um, you know, one thing I noticed about this movie in the very beginning is I think that the animation looks a little bit better, a little bit crisper and a little bit cleaner. Um, what, what say you to that? Am I just crazy? Mm, I guess I, I didn't really notice it or think about it. I noticed like the 3D stuff. Well, yeah. Um, which, it you know, at this point, I'm kind of coming to expect it. And also it was not like for, you know, there was no like big twirly ship. It was just like the unknown, which kind of look are supposed to kind of look weird. So I I did notice that, and I was like, oh, that looks fine. But like at this point with these with the Pokemon movies, I'm not I'm not watching. I said this at the last episode, but I kind of like set the bar really low. (laughs) So I'm not like watching very critically or like, oh, the animation looks good, you know. So it kind of looked the same to me, but I wasn't looking out for it as hard as I (laughs) normally would. And, you know, I actually bring that up because, like, I wasn't necessarily looking for it either. Like, I actually kind of like how janky it looks, like, when you watch the original, like, Kanto series. Like, it yeah, doesn't look very charming. good, but, like, that's the charm, right? Um, but, yeah, like, it, the opening scene, I was just like, oh, this looks, like, kind of good. Like, a little bit, like, a new coat of paint or something. There was, like, cool, um, there was just cool, like, designs in, in this, I thought, that I did notice. Like, yes. And some cool, like, with the later, with, with the crystal stuff that looked you know, cool. So I, I did notice that. So, um, yeah, I totally, and we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, let's, let's start off with our hot open here because we've got a lot to unpack here. So we, we meet a gentleman and, uh, this, this gentleman is later going to be introduced to us as professor Spencer Hale. And he is telling bedside stories to his kid, Molly. And, uh, then he's, he's also saying that he's looking for a legendary Pokemon called the unknown. And, uh, he gets a call from somebody and he's summoned away to some tomb somewhere. And uh, actually, one one thing that I should note here, the how he gets called is like he gets called via email, but like the email was on a tablet with like a Pidgey carrying a letter, which I thought was great. Yeah, it was cool. I love that. Cool. Um, so Professor Hale and his student are in the tomb of, uh, of unknown, let's just call it. And all of a sudden, these crazy ass 3D unknowns pop out and transport this this poor professor into a different reality, which very much looks like Super Mario Bros. movie style when they're going to Dino Hatton. <laughs> You're always looking out for that. <laughs> I, you know, once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. I think when he gets sucked in too, isn't he like, "It's the unknown," <laughs> and then that's when that big splash card comes up, where it's like 3D and it's like Pokemon Spell of the Unknown, and you're like, "Whoa." They do this every movie, but whoa. <laughs> I, I don't think I had a splash card in mine, actually. Maybe oh, really? I did. Maybe I didn't. I just wasn't paying attention. I don't know. Remember in the beginning of like Mewtwo Strikes Back where it's like the, the 3D oh, yeah. Pokeball <laughs> opens up and it's like Mewtwo Strikes Back. It was that kind of thing where it's like, look at the graphics budget we have, I guess. Oh, man. so this hot open is, uh, is continuing here. Uh, little Molly, the little girl who uh, has already lost her mom, apparently, is now fatherless. And they, uh, Spencer's assistant goes back and tells Molly that her dad has been sucked away into this different world, which is, quite frankly, pretty heartbreaking. But yeah, uh, yeah. somehow, I didn't, I didn't notice actually how this happened, but Molly has this box of, like, unknown letter pieces that, they, that the professor found in this unknown tomb, and then um, opens the box, and it's almost like, 
kind of a Pandora's box because like all of the unknown starts spilling everywhere and like swirling around and creating a bunch of shit. And Gooey, I've actually nicknamed this crystal stuff Phazon because it looks like Phazon from Metroid Prime, and I just finished okay. Metroid Prime, so I'm going to continuously reference Phazon in this Shout uh, out show to here. Omega Metroid podcast available on podcast <laughs> podcast. Oh jeez, I burned out you're, from plugging. You're, you're falling apart. God damn. Yeah. So there's there's this Phazon stuff everywhere. The entire mansion yeah. is covered, and uh, there's a lot of shit going on here. A lot to unpack here. Are you? What were you thinking at this point in the movie? Um, I was thinking like, oh, there's like a lot of expedi- exposition, but it's also like, it it's it's meant for babies to understand, so it's like very straightforward at the same time. Like certain things don't make sense. I don't think they ever make sense. Like, like the unknown. Like I don't think they really explain like why the unknown took the dad, but specifically no. like, um like craft things around her memories. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't really make sense, but it's I, I also think it's not... cuz like she she was the one who opened the box maybe. So she controls she, them. She spells papa and mama <laughs> with the unknowns. I don't know. It's it's fucking weird. I, and I got to say I've never like I've never really been an unknown fan. I I've actually I'm not really big on on like Gen 2 Pokémon in general. I yeah, well I'm sure there's some you'll have opinions on in this, but yeah, I think they're they're kind of cool in the movie, like in a cooler movie, it would be, I think, awesome even like just they're kind of freaky. Um, and yeah, I don't know if I was like trying to like critique it, how it could be more interesting was like maybe these all this exposition and details like you could have Ash and the and the gang like slowly uncover in the movie, you know, like. It could be a mystery almost instead of like here's it's it's like every Pokemon movie where you kind of know what's happening already and right. everyone is just doing what they would normally do and you know through the persistence of Ash like they change their mind the bad guys change their mind you know so that's but that's kind of what I knew was going to happen in this moment when I was seeing all this exposition because that's all the interesting story right there you know. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. I think, I actually, like, I don't mind that it's told very straightforward. Um, but yeah, I, I can, it, it is, like, straightforward yeah. to a fault. It, it could also, it could also, like, set up a different type of story, too. Right. Which I think they hint at some, I think, you like, it, or not unique, but interesting concepts later on. Um, but, you know, they don't really explore them, but... Again, okay. they, it's it's a like extended episode of the cartoon show. You know, I'm not again yeah. my, my expectations of what it's going to be are very low. So I was I was actually enjoying it at this point. You know what? I was, it was too. Fun. I and I I think you might shit on this, but like I actually thought that the 3D unknowns looked pretty cool. No, yeah, no. Again, I think they. I was down with them. Uh, they looked freaky. They made freaky noises. Um, I like. Yeah, I liked it. You know, I have a I have a funny unknown story actually. I remember when Pokemon Go was like really big. Um, unknown was one of the last Pokemon that I needed to to beat my or to complete my Pokedex. Okay. Like, you know those um, you know those like websites or whatever that would show you where all the Pokemon spawned and you had like fifteen minutes to get there. Yeah, yeah. So Sam and I were like using that, and it was like uh. 
fuck, I don't even know what time it was. Maybe like eight o'clock, and one popped up on like the dead ass other end of the city, and we like drove all the way. We went to this like random <laughs> field in the middle of nowhere at oh, nighttime. Wow. Ran out, and this fucking thing was gone by the time we got there, and we were just like just pissed. And like later that night at like midnight again, like one popped up by it's like somewhat closer, like. We eventually went over there, and, like, there was, like, six other cars there, and you could tell they were all playing Pokemon Go. It was awesome. I missed that game, by God. I, I, Yeah, I didn't play it as long as you, but I I really missed that moment, <laughs> that month, you know. So, ironically, once I, like, I filled up my, my Pokedex to the end of Gen 2, and then that was kind of, like, my point where I'm like, okay, I'm, I've completed it. It's done. And then I never... I kind of caught a little bit of Gen three, but nothing, nothing really to the same extent. I had it. I had it at the time where I was like working in the city, and me and my coworkers would go out late at night after work and oh, go to the parks. Yes, and it was awesome. But then you know what actually happened was the the Zelda Dungeon Marathon happened, and people were playing it here. Like Josh was into it. A couple people were into it, but to me it was like we we're mostly like they'd go to the park or something, but. It didn't have the same feeling because we were mostly stationary. So I and when I came back to work after the marathon, I just I it was done. I just was not interested. Yeah, well, it had a good run, but uh, that's (laughs) that's the only unknown like little bit of personal trivia or story I have for it. Um, Let's get back to the open here. Uh, The opening is not quite done yet. Um, So during the, the bedtime story from earlier, uh, little Molly had said that Entei was her favorite Pokemon and they were goofing around and her dad said that he was Entei and they're like, they're kind of playing or whatever. So this little girl summons an Entei who can now talk and is acting as her dad. And of course this Entei is like imaginary part of this imaginary world that the unknowns are creating. But, you mm-hmm. know, we, we've got our, I guess, quote, antagonist for the film here. So lots to unpack. Molly is a uh, Molly has created this uh, this fortress around her filled with Phazon. She's opened Pandora's box. The unknowns are everywhere. We've got a talking Entei. We've got a missing professor. <laughs> this is a hot hot open, but I'm I'm down so far. I like this. Yeah, it it looks cool. It all looks cool too. Um, someone I think James makes a comment about it later, but like it all has like this kind of the whole like Phazon stuff and the room she's in has this color palette that makes me think of like Lisa Frank, you know, like there's like distinct type of colors that like a, a young girl in that time period would have, mm. would have decorated with. And I really thought, I thought it looked cool. <laughs> you know, I actually, um, I was going to comment on this later cause I made this note, but I think like every location in this movie actually looks like really cool. Like there's a lot of cool play. They do a lot of cool stuff with like, the castle and the imaginary and how it can change and stuff like that. I think like you see like the Charizard Canyon, which I thought looks pretty badass. Like there's yeah. a lot of good looking stuff in here actually. And I'll, I'll point it out as we kind of get there, but um, totally. Yeah. Like really, it was a hot open and uh, the hits keep on coming here because the, the biggest fear I had gooey going into this movie was that the dream Screaming team of Pokemon. <laughs> well, okay. The second biggest fear I had was that you remember that Tracy Jabroni from the last movie? Yeah, yeah, Tracy. Uh, that, he he is he's in like, here, right? No, he is, but not really. So I was worried that Tracy was going to be in the party instead of Brock. 
So we have our dream team here. We have Ash, Misty, Brock, and Pikachu, which is like the, just the absolute gold standard for Pokemon. <laughs> and I was worried that this Tracy Goober was going to be in there instead, and we'd have to listen to this guy for an entire movie. And I was so happy when you see the original dream team. So this, again, I was just like, yes! Okay, so this is firing on all cylinders for yeah, you. Yeah, so I was, I, you know, I was watching this. I was like, we got the dream team. We got a hot open. They're in Johto. Let's get it cracking. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm loving it. Um, and then you and then you get a banger to start off as well. <laughs> yeah. Again, they've they have such a formula where it's like it's yes. gotta open <laughs> with the battle that's like, so you wanna be a Pokemon man there, <laughs> you know, like it's <laughs> I actually don't remember how that song went, but it was pretty it was pretty good. Um It's never it's never as good as the first movie though. I think no. the opening battles have not been as good as the first one, but like it it's still pretty cool. Um, you know, I actually kind of appreciated this battle, which first of all, like when I was making this notes, I was like, this song goes on forever. Like it goes on for so fucking long. Um, but it was useful because you see like who Ash has in his party now, like for Pokemon, um, which if you're just kind of following the movies, like you and I are and not the series, you're just like, oh, okay. Like now he has a Chikorita. He has a Totodile. He has a Cyndaquil. Like he's got all these (laughs) new guys. (laughs) He had to sell the second generation of games to kids. So <laughs> yeah, got... yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, so it was pretty cool. And, like, they kind of they introduce or they keep the girl that he was battling uh, in the beginning there, who's named Lisa. Uh, they keep her in with the group as well, and she kind of actually serves a, a point to the story. So, you know what? This is firing that was cool. cylinders for yeah. me so far. I like that it was like that was kind of cool to just show the battle. And then it's like, then they're like hanging out afterwards. Cause it's like, yeah, a fun competition. It's, you know, they're not trying to kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And I just, I also like seeing like, it was cool to see like Lisa or like this have in the beginning of every movie seeing like, what are other people's teams look like? You know, what do they look like? That's, that's kind of yeah. fun too. Yep. And I it, love that. I, I like hers more than like, um, like when you just had like the gangs in the first movie where it's like, you know, my water type Pokemon. I like that. It's just like here, are like here's like some random, not random, but, you know, you assume she selected them for a reason or, you know, they selected to put them in the movie for a reason. So I like seeing that, that it's like, you know, it's it's a little bit more. I don't know. It's like you a unique party of Pokemon. Yep, definitely. Um, what's that little monkey called? Apalm? Is that right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I so. Uh, I was also happy that Ash still has Bulbasaur because Bulbasaur is my favorite Pokemon. He, he was my first Pokemon ever, so I'm happy that he's still sticking around. He's the only one other than Pikachu, I think, from Gen 1 that's still around. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess Charizard came back, right? Oh, uh, spoiler, Gooey. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, come on. You you know what happens, guys. <laughs> yeah. I think you know what happens from, like, the moment this movie starts. Like, you know how it ends. I was bummed there was no... Where was Squirtle? He wasn't in this, was he? So, like, that's my that's my question. Is, like, what happened to Squirtle? What happened to Pidgeotto? Like, uh, what happened to Charizard? I mean, eventually we find out what happened to Charizard. I, I made just, this note a little bit further in, but, like, do they are they just, like, back at Professor Oak's house or whatever? I guess so, yeah. They're just... I don't know. Yeah, they're just. I remember. Yeah, when I remember there being like a plot where he had like caught a crabby. Yeah, and then that crabby evolved into a kingler. 
Yeah, but like I remember there being a period of time where he just didn't have it, and then I think one day he was like, "I need this Krabby or whatever," so he like yeah, so called it out of storage. Which you know it was when he was at the see. Pokemon League. Actually, he was just like, "I need this Krabby," and he he brought it out, and then it evolved uh, into a Kingler. I actually remember that specifically. That was a cool. That's probably why I remember it, because it was, like, a big thing. But I don't know. That's kind of... It's kind of sad to not see Squirtle, but I guess it kind of makes sense that, like, you know, you you can only carry six or whatever. I don't know. Like, even Bulbasaur here, he's he's putting the young talent over, too, in that battle. He's defeated by one of the Gen 2 guys pretty easily, so he's a a veteran. He's in a supporting role, unfortunately. He's not the powerhouse (laughs) of old. Yeah, he's got a lot of starter Pokemon, which I think is kind of fun. <laughs> like you said, you got to sell those games. Yep, yep. All right, so this girl named Lisa that Ash is battling is leading the gang to a town called Greenfield, which is supposed to be a beautiful paradise. But, hold on, Greenfield is covered in Phazon, and at the center <laughs> of Greenfield is Molly's Mansion. And, uh, you know, it's not looking so beautiful now. Of course... Team Rocket is also here, and they have a uh, Wabuffet. Is it Wabuffet? Is that how you say it? Yeah. I can never pronounce that right. They have one of those things with them. Wabuffet. Wabuffet? Okay, let's go go with that. I I don't know why. I always want to say Wabuffet because of, like, you know how it sounds in Smash when it comes out? Wabuffet. Maybe I'm just (laughs) insane. I don't know. Anyways, they got one of those fucking things, and uh, (laughs) it doesn't want to stand its Pokeball, which I thought was kind of funny. But, um, yeah, that's like its gimmick in the show, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, before we move on, did you notice this really weird-ass transition shot of like the camera like spinning around and around and around? It's going from Oak's Place back to Greenville. Did you notice that? Uh, yeah, it also, I think it happened um, first at Ash's house. Man, that was weird. I, I think it was supposed to be like we're zooming next door. You know what I mean? Or, like, in the same town from Ash's house to Oaks. But it happens, like, a little too long to where I was like, are are they trying to say, like, hey, they live really far away in the same town? I don't understand. Well, I yeah, I guess worth noting is that uh, Professor Hale is a former top student of Professor Oaks. So Professor Oak goes to Greenfield with Ash's mom. And, and Gooey, here's where things get a little bit spicy. Ash's Ash's mom is very, very concerned about Professor Hale. They have a history as well. They were uh, old friends, it is alleged. Oh, okay. Uh, You you know, I don't want to say anything, but we might need a DNA kit here for young Ash Ketchum. I'm just saying. (laughs) Oh, is it? I guess we don't know. Hey, you know, it's... His mom is very, very concerned about the missing uh, Professor Hale. There's really no reason oh. for her to be in this story. I mean, I guess there is. Uh, Molly There's, needs a mom, but... Yeah. Oh, was that implied, too? I, I, I don't think it was implied, but I have a, okay. I have an eye for these kinds of things. I'm wondering, like, was it implied? And I said earlier, like, this movie is made so babies understand it, but then I didn't even understand that. Well... Uh, the salacious thing here, Goo, is that uh, Professor Hale has a wife who went missing. So, like, whoa, <laughs> uh, uh, to, you know, we, we'd have to see where our timelines kind of meet up here. But uh, there, there could be some scandal in the, the world of Pokemon. 
There are so many, yeah, there are so many things you could explore <laughs> that you probably shouldn't in this movie, but you could if you wanted to. I I was just like, that's interesting. Uh, Spencer's wife disappeared. I wonder if there was a uh, jealous mistress anywhere. <laughs> Whoa. Well, I, this is, I this is dark it, shit. They, hmm, I thought I had to do with the unknown. I guess I don't know now. <laughs> I mean, I think it, well, spoilers, it does, because she shows up at the end, but... Oh, oh, uh, oh, she does? I don't even remember this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think that there is there is more to this uh, this Ash's mom and Professor Hale story that maybe uh, requires some digging and sleuthing from our listeners. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll s- tell you I'll tell you what I do know, Goo. Okay. Um, so Ente comes and captures Ash's mom because Molly wants a mom, and... Uh, yeah. And then her, his mom is just like, take me to my child. And I'm sitting there just like, what? And then they get back into like the, the inner sanctum. And there's some like, there's some, there's some dark sexual energy going on between Ash's mom and Spencer slash Ente. It's, it's very, very disturbing. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. I did not pick up on this. I gotta be honest. You, you must have not just been watching, right? <laughs> I, I was casually enjoying this movie. I don't. What what were you doing when watching this movie? <laughs> okay, all I'm, all I'm, I'm gonna, saying is that we might need a DNA kit for Ash Ketchum. I don't know. I'm gonna start very closely rewatching this movie. Um. Oh, so this is one thing that I didn't pick up on, and I still don't know. So is Ash's mom brainwashed here? Like, presumably, yes, right? Yeah, yeah. She doesn't yeah, d- like. She doesn't act that brainwashed during the course of this movie like especially later on when she sees ash and she's just like oh it's ash like blah 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 um it's very weird i thought i think it's supposed to meant to imply like she's under their influence but like still like very much like kind of herself you know you know what i mean so like you see i don't know why it worked for me like it like where she she was switching you know like it, it wasn't even like like oh she's like this she's like this and like they were you know uh signaling it but it to me it was just like yeah she's ash's mom but like she's so she's able to have like these human moments but then also like she's kind of under his spell a little bit you know yeah yeah i I can accept that actually that's that's totally fine yeah um okay so we've got the uh the phase on spreading everywhere and then we we cut to this really cool shot that we were talking about earlier of like this Charizard village on a mountain place, which I thought looked like so sick. And so actually I looked it up after because I just wanted to know why Ash didn't have his Charizard. And this is the answer that I found. Um, Ash does not have his Charizard because Charizard eventually stayed behind in the Charizific Valley. So this place is called (laughs) the Charizific Valley, a reserve where wild Charizard battle and train to become stronger. Uh, he likely huh? stayed due to meeting Charla, a female Charizard who for Ooh. whom he had developed a fondness. <laughs> okay, so, okay. There Shout you go. Out. Roll tide on Charla. Yeah, I I always like when they show like Pokemon habitats, you know, and not just like yeah, I'm with you. It's it. I also like the flip side where it's like you see the civilization with the Pokemon in it, but I like thinking about that. Uh, it's like oh yeah, here's where all the all the Charizards hang out and battle each other to get stronger. That's cool. 
I really like that about Detective Pikachu, actually, where, like, you see them integrated in the city, but, like, you also see, like, the herd of wild Bulbasaur or whatever, and, like, I, yeah, I, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, okay, so back in uh, Greenfield, there is a news crew which is filming everything, which is letting little Molly, who's controlling all the Phazons, see this, and then she starts fighting back, and this, like, at this point, I'm just like, fuck, this little kid is, like, really evil. I know she's only four and she's only a kid, but, like, there's something wrong with this little girl. Yeah, I mean, I think it's she's supposed to be like it's kind of like she's too young to really understand what she's doing, you know. I I don't know if I'm buying. That. I think I'm selling that. This this little kid is uh, <laughs> is ominous. She's like that little kid from The Omen. Okay, yeah, maybe maybe there's something even darker. There <laughs> there is some dark energy flowing under the surface of this movie, and I'm gonna expose it. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I was going to say, like, maybe there's it has something to do with her connection to the unknown that's different about everyone else's. But that's giving that's giving it a little bit too much stock. But imagine that, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, if yeah, I don't know that that could be cool, too. They're like corrupting her. They can make dark Molly. She could join forces with dark. What the hell is Silent Hill girl's name? Alessa. <laughs> uh, yeah, Alessa. God, or what, creepy. What if or what if she is actually uh, uh, born of the unknown, you know? Maybe Professor Hale and his wife never even had a kid together, you know? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that could totally be... And that's why they're tormenting their family? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe Ash has got some of that mystical unknown blood in him, and that's why he's in these all these adventures. <laughs> this yeah, secret the... dark parentage here. Why he was the chosen one. Yeah, the, <laughs> the world, world turns to ash. ash. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, All right. Yeah. So speaking of the chosen one, Ash and his gang finally decide enough is enough, and they are breaking into the Phazon Palace to save Ash's mom. And uh, our boys and well, boy and girl and cat, uh, Team Rocket have uh, they're just hanging out in their air balloon, and they also get blasted to fuck by Entei, those poor bastards, and they land inside the castle. But um, yeah, here we go. So, and actually. Here's another thing, too. Is it implied that Molly is so young that she forgets her mother? Because, like, she she's looking at Ash's mother, and I can't tell if she's just like, um, okay, like, you're my mom, or, like, uh, maybe I'm overthinking this, actually. But I, I don't know. I thought it was weird that, like, uh... she had this person <laughs> who obviously wasn't her mother, but, like, was calling her mom. But I guess, like, at the same time, she's calling a fucking Pokemon Papa, so, you know, whatever. Yeah, I yeah I don't know. That's, that's I was just kinda, I rolled with it. I was like, ah, she's a kid. She's stupid. I don't know. Um. So yeah. So Ash and the gang uh break into the inner sanctum, and actually this looks really cool. I thought the the insides of the palace or whatever. Um. Yeah. Really yeah. cool. I thought. So um, we kind of get a little bit of an explanation as to what the heck is going on here. The unknown can read other people's thoughts and then create different realities based on those thoughts. I would love to see like a rated R version of this movie. See like the what these dark thoughts could have could have manifested as like I think that would have been so cool. <laughs> the, there's a lot yeah. of potential here. There's no reality in which it could ever exist, <laughs> but I'm with you. <laughs> I I just I loved this. It was actually like really trippy. There's like these uh staircases into space and whatever and there's um there's one part where the unknowns like create this giant big field. And it kind of reminded me of going to the moon in Majora's Mask, actually, because like you're yeah, expecting yeah. this really creepy place, but it's like this beautiful field. I, yeah, I loved it. 
Yeah, I liked all the different settings they had too. There's there's times where they're going up the staircase and like the backgrounds are just like I don't know, colors. You know, there it's at Lisa Frank, like there's like the bright you know colors. It's yeah. I, I don't know, it's it's just out there. It's it is trippy. I like I like it. Yeah. I I was like really down with all the effects and stuff like that. Um, really cool visuals. Props to you know, props to the animators for this. They get shit on a lot by critics, but like, I thought that they were you know doing a, a pretty good job in this movie. So, I won't I won't go that far. <laughs> oh, okay, that that's fair. That's fair. I'm a little bit more forgiving. I was maybe I was just in a good headspace when I was actually I wasn't in a good headspace when I was watching this. Listen to. I have all these conspiracy theories, but I just thought it looked cool. Yeah, you're going nuts on this film. <laughs> I loved I loved Meowth in this movie, actually. This dude was rocking with one-liners. He comes in, and he's just like... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they look like alphabet soup. Come on! That was good shit. They got... They were more useless in this movie than they've ever been in the other two movies. Yeah. Like, I liked I... their role in the second movie, actually, where they kind of saved the day. Yeah. And... They they were really like yucking it up a lot, but I thought it was kind of funny. In this, they just kept making like meta jokes about how they know they're in a movie, you know, which they did once in the last movie, but in this they did like at least two or three times. And oh, I, like, I I thought that was so funny when they're just like, maybe we'll have a bigger role in the next movie. I that that popped me. I thought that was good stuff. I'm all for them like just being like these weird side goofs who kind of get just shit on or whatever which they they you know they just blast off and whatever but i don't know it they they could have they could have not been in this movie and my opinion would have stayed the same <laughs> you know all right all right well that's fair um okay so we're going back into the inner inner sanctum and psycho molly has decided that she wants to battle ash in a pokemon battle so uh it looks like we're setting the stage for this big showdown um, Entei changes Molly into an adult, which is kind of weird. They meet on this big open field, and um, Brock instead goes to battle Molly in Ash's place so that Ash and Misty can sneak into the Inner Sanctum to look for Ash's mom. And Team Rocket also sneaks up there. Uh, you know, what? it's always confounded me, like, why the fuck does Brock have a Zubat? That's like the shittiest Pokemon, <laughs> you know? Like, evolve that thing or get rid of it. I think, you know, again, like, Ash has all these, like, unevolved Pokemon. Brock does. They all do. And I think it is just, like, show some love to these Pokemon that, like, you know, they're they're different. It, things are different in the re- reality of the show a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, like, every time I see a Zubat, I just get, like, PTSD flashbacks to going through the rock tunnel and battling them over <laughs> and over and over I I like that Brock has a Zubat. I I don't. I would never have a Zubat in my party, but I like that Brock has one. I'd maybe have one to start, you know, and, it, and like get it to a Crobat. That thing's kind of cool. <laughs> it's it's a, just another one of those things where like I don't know what their decision for him having one was, but it it sort of like reinforces to me that like these trainers like are making choices based on you know, like, specific personal preferences, you know? Like, maybe Brock just likes Zubats, you know? <laughs> so he has one in his party. Like, I've certainly done that in Pokemon before, where it's like, I I just have this guy because I, like, dig him, you know? As opposed to, like, I think yeah. he's going to be really good, you know? 
don't know why I'm defending Brock's Zubat. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he might be right. Maybe just like Zubat, and that's a good enough answer for for me. Um, two little notes here on this Brock battle. One, Psycho Molly is actually a pretty decent Pokemon trainer, considering that she's like four. Like her her Pokemon are like augmented and stuff. Like she's giving commands in a pretty decent way. Like yeah, that's true. Moves. Um, I, and then the other thing, uh, tell me if, if what you thought of this. But like, was Brock hitting on her? Even though she's like four, but she's in an adult. Because he says something like, uh, I would expect cute Pokemon from a cute trainer. And I was like, ugh. Uh, you know, so Brock does gross me out a lot. But I actually didn't think that in this moment. I th- I thought it was more of like... Like an aw, kind of cute? Yeah. And I okay. also think it ha- he's doing a thing that Misty also does where they're like, kind of like building her up to distract her, you know? Right. Yeah, and okay. I think he was more talking to her as as you would a child, being like, you're a cute little kid or something, you know, like, it didn't, at least the way he said it, you know. It's, that's just such a Brock thing to do, though, is like, you know, she's an adult now, like, hey, be my girlfriend. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, Brock's like, I don't even want to say what I was going to say, actually, never mind. But yeah, yeah Brock we, we, does... We're dark enough on this show. Brock does not deserve slack, so I don't know why I'm giving him <laughs> um, What he, he gets, like, fucking destroyed also. Like, you can definitely tell that Brock is no Pokemon trainer. Well, yeah, there, there was a couple of things. I was kind of, like, liking this movie a lot more now because I, at this point, I know, okay, everyone's going to kind of battle her, which I think was cool because a lot of times... In a Pokemon movie, I'm kind of like, especially these main series ones, like not Detective Pikachu, but I'm like, I just want to see some Pokemon battles in there, you know, which they don't normally do. Right. It's more about this bigger adventure, which is, you know, that's okay. But I liked in this that I was like, okay, there's, we're getting some Pokemon battles. That's fun. But at the same time, they're kind of under false pretenses, you know, like she, she's not going to lose, you know, it, it, it really seemed like. She just got to pick Pokemon that were probably were juiced up stats wise to yeah. own them, you know. So like I would give Brock some credit, like he probably couldn't have won anyway, and he probably didn't want to either, you know, because it's more well, of a distraction. I'm, you see, I mean like Misty does a far, far better job, but um Yeah, I, I don't know. That's I just true, thought yeah. like, he he was just getting destroyed and I thought that it was kind of funny. Um I, it, it's and it's kinda of weird because like Molly, like the the kid Molly is upstairs, so like this adult is like a, a projection of her. So like she's like, there, but she's also upstairs, and then she's also like creates a third version of herself, which is like Misty's age to go and battle Misty. Yeah, that was cool. I, yeah, I, I thought that was really cool actually. Yeah, there was yeah, again, a lot of cool like and that's been true, I think, of all these movies where there's like some cool concepts in here. Nothing that's like you know, executed like um, like wow, that's truly mind blowing. But you know, it's cool. Okay, yeah, okay. So, um, again, so Molly uh, sends a, a version of herself to go and battle Misty now, so that Ash can keep on going and and getting deeper into the inner sanctum. And uh, they have a pretty good fight, and they're like underwater, like but they can breathe underwater. I thought that was pretty. That cool. was cool. Yeah. Um, I also I want to give a shout out to uh, Molly. Summed up a Kingdra. And that's that's one of my favorite Pokemon. I have like a a team of oh. Pokemon that I had back in. Uh, I want to say I bought Pokemon Fire Red back in like 
2005 or whatever, whenever it came out. And I've had uh-huh. the same Pokemon from that game in every game. I've, I've bought like Pokemon Bank and I've brought them forward. And I've had the same six Pokemon. Like I had Venusaur as my main guy and Kingdra was one of my Pokemon that has been with me for like going on, you know, however many generations of Pokemon now. So I, I love seeing Kingdra in here. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, one thing I really liked in both these battles, even though I just dunked on them, was like Team Rocket in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they're they're out there fighting uh, in the field and they're, they start running up the steps or uh, uh, they're fighting underwater and they're like swimming by. <laughs> that was kind of oh, funny. I, that was good shit. I, I love Team Rocket, even if they're just being kind of jabronis. I, I just think that they're... Like, I'd rather them be in a movie and, like, not really do anything mm-hmm. of, of note rather than them, like, not be in a movie. They should even definitely if be... Even if their presence serves no purpose. They should definitely be jabronis. Like, I like that aspect. Yeah, definitely. I, I Actually, I, I don't think they should have taken them out. I think they should have just given them... Like, in the last movie, they got a, they got a big moment, actually. And they didn't they didn't really in the first one, I guess Meowth has that like heart to heart with the other yeah. Meowth. But uh I think they really even though, you know, you had you had mixed feelings about that second one, I think you could at least agree like Team Rocket had kind of a cool, you know, heroic oh, moment. Yeah. In this one they just like kind of ash not help fall off an edge. Like it's it's not that heroic, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, no, their reasons for doing that are not heroic at all, actually, <laughs> no, which no, is no. hilarious. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, they had a cool moment last movie, but uh, I'm glad they're here, even if they don't need to be here, I guess is what I'm saying. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I like them as characters. And you know what? There, there is a lot of little touches with them that I get kicks out of even in this movie. So maybe I don't need to be as hard. Like, I love, in the end, they're talking about something and, like, like James makes some big epic statement, but he like pulls a rose out of nowhere. <laughs> like yeah. I, yeah. those little things I think are hilarious. Um, okay. So Ash is, uh, he's finally made it to the inner sanctum and he finds psycho Molly and he finds his mom <laughs> and his mom and him are trying to convince Molly that they need to leave. But um, Molly is not having any of it. And she, uh, she starts like summoning a bunch of stuff around her. Things are pretty dark um, and then Entei shows up. Ash sends out his Pokemon, and they are just like cannon fodder for Entei. Even Pikachu is not uh, doing very well. I thought that this fight was pretty cool up until this point. Larry. You see them just like, you know, he's just mowing through all of Ash's Pokemon. And like, you're just like, what is, go- what is going on here? What's going to happen? And then boom, Charizard shows up and makes the huge <laughs> yeah. save. I, I ah, popped that was good for that. Yeah. I was oh, so yeah. Jazzed. There was a... You know it's coming, but it's so satisfying because there's a scene earlier where Charizard yes. does he like see the news or something? I, I don't I, I, yeah, I think he sees the news because they show Ash <laughs> on TV like breaking in. <laughs> I love that Charizard was watching TV news. <laughs> oh, I I popped like huge for this when he came in and made the save. So Ash and Pikachu are like, what are they? They're falling off a cliff or something or whatever, something like that. Yeah. And Charizard swoops and grabs him. I was just like. Yes. Then you kind of have this epic, yeah, just like an epic <laughs> flying battle with Charizard versus Entei. That was pretty sick. This dude, this battle, it actually I'm going to I'm going to break it down a little bit here. So, um first of all, uh Charizard comes in, makes the save and uh um 
you know, it's going up to, to battle against Entei, and the first, you know, the first battle isn't very good. Charizard basically gets his ass kicked, like, right away, and he knocks Ash off, and, like, uh, Ash is about to fall off the ledge again, but, like, Brock and Misty catch up, and even Team Rocket help him, like, not fall, which, actually, I loved, like we were kind of saying earlier, I loved that Team Rocket was just, like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> You didn't like that? <laughs> no, it's too far. Too far for me. Uh, oh, I, th- I thought that was funny. Like, because, like, really, like, why are you helping him? You should be, you know, pushing him off. But I thought their answer was kind of cute. You know, I can, I guess I can see why uh, you're not down with that. I'm though. not, I'm, I shouldn't come out too hard against this. I, I don't have too much stock in this. But t- tell everyone what they say. <laughs> Let <laughs> Without them you, we're out of show business. Or something like that. It's yeah. Basically, nigga- they acknowledge that they need Ash to, to be alive so that they can keep on appearing on TV and movies and stuff. Good shit. Yeah, it, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's a little funny. <laughs> well, it doesn't seem very funny now, Goo. <laughs> I'm sorry. My poor boys in Team Rocket. Um, but here we go. Charizard versus Entei resumes and... Uh, this is what my father would call a good old-fashioned slobber knocker here. This is <laughs> this is one hell of a fight, actually. It's like it's a really cool aerial battle, and like they're going all over the place. Ash is riding Charizard. Um I this is a hell of a fight. I think that I could see this up for the VTAs at the end of the year. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and Entei's like making crystals come out of the crystal spikes come out of the wall that he's like yeah. jump, jumping on because he can't like fly necessarily but he's mobile in the air you know it's cool absolutely um it's it's one hell of a fight i think um eventually entei uh gets the upper hand and is just about to finish off charizard who is just beat to hell and molly tells entei to stop and you know um i make this note every pokemon movie but this this is just kind of the point in the movie where it hits me where i think it's like it's so strange that like this world is so violent where like you know fighting is how you show your love and stuff like that with pokemon it's just like it it's so strange to me it's like what if people made their dogs fight like that's very much illegal you know what i mean i don't know right right well but then you even they're trying to establish as like the pokemon are competitors themselves you know like yeah charizard trains in the valley of the charizards for you know just because he wants to get better at the sport that he had. yeah it's it's goofy it's weird obviously like you almost have to think of every pokemon as like an athlete in a way for it to <laughs> not seem like you know they're sending out their pets to do their dirty work to like fight to the death or i don't know it, it always yeah, kind of strikes it, me as strange a little bit it's messed up but we just gotta roll with it you know right yeah um okay so eventually the gang finally convinced molly to go with them and leave the phase on palace and yeah. uh you know, things, things uh, if that happens, are going to start going back to normal. And Entei says that he cannot exist anymore if that happens. And Molly's pretty <laughs> broken up. Um, and then at this point, the Phazon Palace starts, like, collapsing from uh, within. And, like, there's stuff going on. And it's actually spreading in the real world. Basically, it's pandemonium inside and outside here. It's just, there's a lot of stuff, like, flip-flying everywhere. Yeah. And <laughs> um, this That was that same moment you said where like you had that thought, I had a similar thought that I had watching the first movie, which was again, like there wasn't really like that led up to that moment. There wasn't like character like development or whatever. Like that moment really wasn't earned. I don't think like 
Ash kept doing the same thing he was kind of doing, and then eventually she's like, stop, you know, like it, you know, there's nothing yeah. to really convince you. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They And they do hint at something there where Ash is like, we battle Pokemon because we're friends with them and we love them. But it was like, that wasn't really a question either. You know, like that wasn't part of her story. Um, and I don't know. I thought, I thought they could have done something there with like, you know, when they were battling her earlier and she was just kind of like stomping them, like, right. you know, maybe they could have taught like, you know, maybe one day you can, and I think they do say to her like one day you could be a trainer if you come with us. I, I totally thought that that's what was going to happen is she was going to be like, I love Pokemon training now and I'm going to be a trainer. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, I thought it was going to be another thing like in Mewtwo Strikes Back where it's like, we're going to show you the real way to train your Pokemon. And I guess it kind of was, but they didn't really like, right. They really lay the groundwork. But then again, at the same time, it was like kind of knew this was coming. So it was like, I, I just had the thought, but I wasn't like, <laughs> I wasn't deeply disappointed or anything in this Pokemon movie. That's an hour and 10 minutes long. Um, it, Of note too, is that uh, at about this point, uh, Psycho Molly starts calling Entei, like Entei instead of Papa, which she's been calling her or calling it Papa the whole movie here. So I, I picked up on that at this point in the movie. Yeah, she's like giving up her fantasies yeah. or something, which was like, okay. I you know, it it made enough sense that I wasn't like upset, you know. It's just like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, so here we go. Ash and Co. uh reach the uh, the inner inner sanctum where all of the unknown are uh, Entei comes in to make the save and like with the power of Molly's belief, whatever that <laughs> means, he, he breaks the barrier around the unknown and turns them back into puzzle pieces or whatever oh, the hell yeah. they were before. They go back into uh, Pandora's box. He's like, and uh, I can that's do that. anything if you yeah. believe in me. It's like, okay, okay, again, is this supposed to be a moment that was like built to? I don't understand. Yeah, that was that was weird. I was like what the fuck's going on? Like, can't you just have him blast him and then that's it? I'd be totally fine with that. You know? Yeah. Simple, easy peasy. <laughs> but um, sure. Yeah, it, it was, it, yeah, I mean, whatever. Um, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a 20 second kind of diversion into this belief business or whatever. So I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. You know, th- these, these 3D unknown though, I gotta say are, are very startling. I, I saw them, you know, we <laughs> see them at the start of the movie, but they just show up at the end and it's like, ugh. Get them out You're of back. here. They're singing. Yeah. They're creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and we, um, we don't. Yeah, we just uh, maybe that's intentional, but it it we I feel like we just don't understand the mystery of the unknown, but it's not it's not in a good way. We're like, like it felt intentional or like, you know, they're they, like they just set up a lot of questions that I had that. We're never yeah, answered. Know, but again, that's what, that's what I mean when I say like I'm not a big fan of unknown in the game because like what are they supposed to be like what I don't I don't get it like yeah they're letters that's great but like like what's their purpose like who cares yeah. whatever you know like are they supposed to be something more or is it just kind of I, I don't know I I, be, I think I just don't get it I don't get yeah. the whole thing behind unknown which again I'm okay I think we talked about this a little bit in Silent Hill too with that. I'm okay with like some mysteries bits of lore that are never solved because that's even freakier but like i don't know i just wanted to at least know like what their connection to her was other than like she spelled papa and mama with their letters you know yeah it's it's weird is it Um, the omen is that what it is this uh, the kid's obviously a psycho 
first of all. So, like, she has some psycho powers that the evil unknown are attracted to. So, maybe that's kind of this this weird kind of amalgamation. I don't know. That's, maybe this yeah. is for the rated R Pokemon movie to, uh, <laughs> to explore. Um, but, yeah, so there it is. Entei uh, says goodbye. It's very emotional. Goodbye. And he destroys the Phazon Palace. And everything returns to normal, including uh, Professor Spencer waking up as a human again. So there we yeah, go. Yeah, he's so he's fine. You know, he's he's all good. Uh, maybe Ash's mom can get those child support payments that she's been missing for the last ten years. Who knows? Uh, but there, there it is. And the <laughs> the best thing about this, I thought, Team Rocket, they get to do the send off for this movie. Oh, what, it. what? What? Yeah, that's when James pulls the rose out, right? Yeah. Yes. So uh, Jesse says something like, uh, "The girl is steadfast but stubborn, like me." And James is like, "Ente was strong and cool, like me." Um, they never do. They don't. They don't get their usual stuff in this movie. They don't have prepare for trouble or anything like that. But you know, they they, they, they kind of get to it. do. Yeah, a little bit, but it's not the same. But they do get to like send the movie off into the credits and. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of like a you deserve it thing from what they did in the last movie, where they were really the heroes, but they got <laughs> shit on. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping. You know, I hope there's like a they should do a Team Rocket centric movie. Like, like not they're not the main characters, but maybe the plot revolves around them because I think they're they're cool. I, they're cool characters. I would actually love a Team Rocket movie. That would be so freaking awesome. Team Team Rocket is just they're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they right. they suck, but they they are cool. I, like, who doesn't love their shit when they come in? Like, prepare for trouble. They have cool outfits, good stuff. Jesse cool and James are have great attitudes. I love yes. their their characters, and Team Rocket is just a cool name. <laughs> and just... they have a talking Pokemon. The thing rocks. Yeah, yeah. Meowth, he's he's cool too. Shout out um, to Team Rocket. Shout out to Team Rocket. All right, so the credits are playing. Credits uh, are cool. Actually, I, the credits are cool, and this is what I was talking about. I think the American version of the movie, this scene takes place before the credits where Molly's dad returns. But in the uh, version I watched, this is happening during the credits. And then um, hmm. her mom shows up as well. So oh. I guess that she was maybe stuck in the unknown world or whatever. I don't remember this. I yeah, I don't even remember. So I don't know which version I watched, and I I wasn't like necessarily following the plot of the credits. I was just right because it was just like a lot of them walking around like cool scenery, right? Yeah. So like I was just kind of like you know okay, movie's over. Uh, so I'll check my phone. Oh, that looks cool. Oh, that's cool. This is a, this is a banger. This is a cool song. So like. I didn't really know what the plot of the credits was, unfortunately. Well, much to Ash's mom's chagrin, <laughs> Spencer's <laughs> Spencer's wife is back, so that's that sucks. Uh, and that's the movie. It's uh, it's all done. I mean, we all know that Spencer Hale is the is Ash's dad, right? Like, we all know this, right? Yeah, this is not even this is not up for debate any longer. <laughs> no, this is, if you're watching this movie. Um, this this is obvious to you. That's the real that's the real lasting impact of this movie. The the, the darker secrets of Ash's backstory, yeah. 
Uh, I want to know if, uh, if Professor Hale was married 10 years ago or not, because I, you know, like I said, there, there's some salaciousness here that uh, could potentially leak out into the world of Pokemon. But um, there it is. There's your movie. That's the fourth Pokemon movie, uh, or fifth Pokemon well, the fourth Pokemon anime that we've watched um, in the bags and still with a bunch to go. But I was feeling pretty good after this one when the credits rolled. Yeah, it was. this was a fun time. Um, let's do a little bit of cleanup here and talk about some of the uh, the uh, post-production stuff. Um, this movie made a whopping 68 million bucks. The budget was 16 million, so you can tell why they keep on making them. And, you know, again, like critics just shit on this movie. It has 21% over at Rotten Tomatoes, but 53% with the audience. And uh, the consensus, GUI, is, uh, quote... The third Pokemon movie has a better plot than its two predecessors. This is not enough, however, to recommend it to those not already fans of the franchise. Uh, I think that sums it up. I don't know if I agree with that. Oh, really? I I mean, on one hand, I think I agree with the, uh, with the initial bit there, but I think that like you could, I mean, you could probably recommend this to someone that isn't like a Pokemon fan and like, yeah, I mean, you know, you have to expect kind of what kind of movie it is. Like, it's a movie for kids or whatever. But, like, if you... I think if you were a parent watching this with your kid that was into Pokemon and, like, you weren't into Pokemon, I think that you could still, like, enjoy this movie. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it would certainly be less frustrating than the last one. But I I, yes. I think there's a lot of... And it works for the movie because it's nice and short. You don't have to explain the world. But, like, there's there's a lot of presumptions about pokemon in this that if you didn't know about it i think it would on top of like the confusing things that they that they don't really have answers for i think you would just be like what what is this movie you know like this is a stupid kids movie like you know not and i'm not i'm not saying that's how i feel i'm just saying i could see that perspective you know yeah okay i guess i'm letting my my pokemon fanboy kind of <laughs> shine here um but let's like, get to uh, I, I do think generally I think the plot is actually better just in that it's even though there's the stuff I said that doesn't yeah. really make sense. It's just easy to yeah, it's just kind of easy to follow and watch. And you're not like, you know, there's no prophecy or like of a, a villain that's not in the movie, <laughs> you know, like it's just I, uh, enjoyable. I agree. I was uh, I, you know, what? I'll just save it actually I, I, when we get to thumbs up, thumbs down. But um, I, I want to really quickly read off. We asked everybody to kind of weigh in uh, their thoughts. We asked people this on our discord. So if you're not a member of our virtual theater discord, you definitely want to join so that you can be heard on the show. Um, Rod Lloyd said, I remember it being the Pokemon movie that was just a little too anime for me. The story was just too convoluted and self-important from what I can huh. remember. It was probably the last piece of Pokemon I watched before growing out of the series as a kid. You know, I think almost every person that we asked said that this is like the last kind of Pokemon movie that they watched. Yeah, I personally almost believe to a that man. just has more to do with your age than it does, Yeah, you know, the quality of this. Because I'm, I said this kind of in the Discord, but I am of the opinion that like, and I guess I said it on this episode that it's never really been that good (laughs) there are there are good things about it that i think are cool but like it's never been like this high caliber prestige show or anything (laughs) you know so to me this pokemon is not much different than the pokemon of 
you know, like if you compare this to a random episode in right. season one, it would just feel like a little longer, you know? Yeah, totally. With with some different Pokemon, I think. Yeah. Um, so Allison uh, of uh, the Champions cast said the same thing. I honestly think that's the last Pokemon movie in that medium I've seen. Obviously, I've seen Detective Pikachu, but I think around the third movie is when I dropped off Pokemon for a while. And Charles Xavier, shout out to Spiritual Mask Salesman over on our Discord, said, uh, I don't know if I'd say I have a hot take besides it was the last Pokemon movie that I liked <laughs> as a kid. Everyone afterward, I felt, was just trash. So he is not having it at all. He, he thinks that they'd drop off significantly after this one. Um, Charles finishes. So for me, it not only marks the decline of the movies, but the TV show as well. And you know, Goo, I'm actually, I'm going to agree with him a little bit because I think like for me personally, I'm not really interested in like watching Ash with anyone else other than like Misty and Brock. Like when they leave to me, that's like, that's like the heart and soul of the show almost, you know? I like, I agree with that too, but I, I sort of believe that it's just because those are the characters I watched as a kid and not for really any, like, it's more of because of like I don't really care to engage with beyond the games like I don't really care to engage with Pokemon uh beyond the games except for if it's a nostalgia trip, you know, which I'm yeah, I'm I'm totally. pretty upfront about. So but everyone Yeah, like, I'm with you. It's going to be someone's first Pokemon that they get into, you know, and they they'll probably rep and they probably have their own reasons for liking, like they might be like Look at it. It looks nicer. It's newer. The animation's better. You know, something like that, you know? Yeah, totally. Maybe maybe Tracy has a fan out there somewhere, and that was, you know, people's first foray into Ash's that. Companions. <laughs> I can't imagine that. If you're a, if you're a Tracy fan out there, uh, all two of you, hit us up on Twitter, at Virtual Theater X, and let us know what the fuck is wrong with you. Um, I liked this comment a lot. We'll leave it on this. Uh, our illustrious leader, Mossy, said... Is that the third one where all the purple goo is kind of taking over everything? Yes. I think uh, that's <laughs> that's all you need to know about this movie. That is a perfect descriptor for it. it yeah, accurate. Very accurate. Okay, let's uh, let's do this thing. Let's wrap it up, goo. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm going to go thumbs up. Uh I I might go thumbs down if you if you're not a Pokémon fan. Like you might not enjoy this, which I think I've said about all of them, but just in general, it's, it's, it's like a fun movie, you know? I was so surprised by how much I liked this movie. This is a big thumbs up for me, actually. I think that this is like by far the best Pokemon anime movie that we've watched. And like, (laughs) yeah, I'm surprised (laughs) because like I was, um, you know, I'm a big, I really like Mewtwo, the Pokemon. I think he's really cool. So like, the the first movie was was kind of up my alley, but like I don't really like Gen two. I was I wasn't expecting Misty and Brock to be in this one. I was really like, um, I was just like, eh, and known and Entei kind of suck or whatever. But like, yeah, I dug the story of it. Um, the whole like surreal like imagination kingdom palace thing inside of it was really cool and really trippy. Uh, I yeah, I I dug it. I was uh I was into it. There was some like sick battles in here i popped for charizard and, and his fight versus yeah, Sente. yeah um yeah i i was like really actually surprised by how much i was like digging this movie it, it was short it didn't overstay its welcome um you know good stuff there and then of course we you know there's the whole dark under undercurrent of this movie where we can analyze <laughs> that for years to come so 
Yeah, so many, yeah, big, so many possible theories. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll go thumbs up too. Yeah, just because there, there's, there's nothing in this that is like, I'm, I was just like totally nitpicking earlier. Like, this is a totally for me a totally fun watch as a as a Pokemon fan. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. taking it for what it is. So, oh yeah, thumbs up. This this is way better than that last fucking movie we watched with the screaming Zapdos. <laughs> Good God. Um, way better. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> you know what the you know what the Japanese title for the last movie was called? What? I think I think you're gonna hate this. Um, it was called. Oh my God. It was called Mirage Pokemon: colon, Lugia's Explosive Birth. Holy. I hate that. I just hate that. Wow. Uh, That's this conjuring w- up some some dark images. Speaking of, Ugh. like, we got. We, <laughs> oh, uh, to quickly, ch- I gotta change the subject. We gotta start talking about these though on the show because this movie is called Emperor of the Crystal Tower Entei. Now that's badass. <laughs> that is badass. I, why can't we have that subtitle, Emperor? What if it was Emperor Entei versus the Spell of the Unknown? That's like the ultimate title. Whoa. Pokemon the movie three Emperor Entei versus the Spell of the Unknown. That's, Damn, that's how that is such nonsense, but I love it. All right, so <laughs> two thumbs up, and we hope that you guys thought that this show wasn't nonsense, or maybe you know, good nonsense. How about that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> We've talked a lot about Pokemon here, but uh, it's time to talk about something else. Next show that we do, we are bringing you Hitman. That one, a nail-biter of a poll. Again, uh, you know, vote on Twitter, at Virtual Theater X. But uh, in the case of a tiebreaker, join our Discord, because that's what happened this week, and who knows? It might happen again, because the next poll we have is something a little bit different, and there are a lot of heavy hitters. Goo! Why don't you tell everybody the premise behind this next poll? Okay, so this is... We've had some of these on here before where we're going for a more uh, movies based on the concept of video games or virtual worlds, but we've honed it in. So this is going to be like a retro nostalgia throwback to some great, like, 80s... I think they're all 80s or maybe even early 90s, but, you know, that specific setting of the early days of, of the home console and arcade... Uh, so there's, yeah, there's just a lot of great retro flicks in this. Yes, it is. Uh, it's going to be like throwback city, no matter what wins. And I'm pretty fired up to, uh, to be talking about these movies here. So without further ado, let's, uh, let's get into it. Your poll options for next, next show, where of course you can vote over on Twitter at virtual theater X are number one war games. Yes. What can you tell us about War Games? Okay, so this movie, it's got um Matthew Broderick is in this one, I believe. And I think I think it's like about uh it's about like some teens who like I don't even remember. <laughs> they do like it's like a like the video game is like a war video game, but it's like real life too. Um yeah, here we go. <laughs> Matthew Broderick unwittingly hacks into a military supercomputer <laughs> while searching for new video games. Uh, after starting a game of global thermonuclear war, he leads Holy. the supercomputer to activate the nation's nuclear arsenal in response to a stimulated threat as the, as the Soviet Union. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so yeah, it's like hacker yeah. video games, Cold War. Um, 
it's it's great it's i haven't seen it in a long time but i it's it's a good time this sounds bonkers so <laughs> i'm i'm hoping that uh, this one can maybe pull it off poll option number two returning for its second uh appearance on our virtual theater polls the last starfighter yes which this one i i know a little bit more clearly what it's about but it's basically like kid is really good at this arcade game it secretly like recruits you uh into like i don't know the military or something and he's got to like save the earth from aliens or something like that sounds pretty cool right <laughs> um yeah i, I you know i was kind of hoping that this one would win the last time when we put on a poll because i've never seen it but i was reading about it and it looked pretty it almost gave me those ender game kind of vibes where like this yeah. kid is playing a video game but he's like he's unknowingly auditioning or like doing um you know, like uh, stuff for like a space war that's going on. So, you know, I thought that that premise was uh, was kind of cool. Yeah, there, there's a there's a lot of fun tidbits with these. So there will be some good trivia no matter who we get. Yes. So that's poll option number two. Poll option number three for the first time on our polls, I do believe, is Wizard. The Wizard, actually. No, we've we had it on our last. I think we had it on our last one. This movie is. Did we? Yeah, this movie is awesome. Uh, it starts Fred Savage and some other child oh, actors right. from the time, and it's uh, it's all about the NES. In fact, it uh, it was used to promote uh, Super Mario Brothers three at the time. Uh, it's like some of the first footage shown to the public is in this game in this movie. Uh, it's got that power glove scene that everyone knows, where the kids like, I love the power glove. It's so <laughs> bad. Uh. So there's some iconic moments in this. I'm personally rooting for this one because uh, I think it's right up our alley. It's got uh, virtual theater alum Christian Slater in it as well, who, of course, uh, listeners <laughs> know from his epic turn from Alone in the Dark. So there you go. That's poll option number three. Goo, poll option number four, and it's the one that I am personally rooting for here, Tron. Yeah, and this, <laughs> what can you say about this Tron? movie like pioneered so many cool effects. Um, it still looks kind of badass, actually. Like, yeah, when no, you, it owns. when you watch it. Uh, yeah, I love this. Everything about this is like this really influenced kind of the direction of cyberpunk going forward. You can still see the Tron influences everywhere. I, I love this movie. I have it up on my DVD shelf. Um, I, I'm kind of rooting for this one. I'm hoping that this one wins. But uh, I think I'm going to be fine with any of these really going in because they all sound bonkers in their own way. But yeah, something about watching Tron just kind of brings me back to watching it as a kid. So Tron is um, a heavy hitter, so I'm sort of pounding hitter, on that yes. one. But I'm like not anything against it, but I'm just hoping for one of these more goofball picks. Well, you're rooting for the underdog. Of, of course. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, I'm taking the Yankees here, so yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, the only and the only way that you can vote is over on Twitter at Virtual Theater X. So I'll run it through one more time. Poll option number one is War Games. Poll option number two is The Last Starfighter. Poll option number three is The Wizard, and poll option number four is Tron. So head on over to Twitter and uh, make sure that you get your votes in. Uh, the poll will be up shortly after this episode is first released. Um, and we want you to check us out on Twitter as well. I am at Spateri316. Goo is at GooeyFame. Of course, Virtual, she- Virtual Theater is at Virtual Theater X. And the show 
is uh, is all over the place. We're on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, at Virtual Theater. So make sure that you tell a friend. Again, going back to our first plug of the show, patreon.com forward slash virtual theater. Lots of really cool shit there for, uh, for bonus shows and extra content and stuff. You get show notes, you get the theme, you get lots of good stuff. So consider uh, consider help us, helping us out there. Um, Goo, that's going to do it for us. Anything that uh, that we missed here? Um, you know, to quote the great James Rocket, I, I don't know what his last name is. Um, I believe he says in this movie, I haven't seen this many strange letters since the last time I placed a personal ad. <laughs> but I'm... Sh- God, that's good shit. Well, we can't end on a higher note than that. Thank you for listening. We'll see you back here next time for Hitman. Uh, Until then, everybody, 